Welcome to Translate This, Richard. Translate This. You're there. Good. I'm here. Okay. Great. Okay. Well, yeah, this is I our... just made it. What is it? What is it? Which which episode is this? Episode seven. Woo! was my lucky number, but I guess it still is. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, like a number seven. So going to be it. So this is Translate This with Richard and Melissa, a podcast about language, culture, life, and... The hilarity of it all. Yep. At least we hope so. And you can find us, social media people, at uh, Facebook at translate.this.podcast or Twitter at translate this underscore P or Instagram at translate this underscore podcast and at our website, translate this dash podcast.com. Don't forget the dash. Yeah. You know, and that was really disappointing because I wanted like to kind of follow suit and have the underscore, but it wouldn't let me. So <sighs> dash is easier. Da- yeah. Dash yeah. is easier. It would have been better to do it all the other ways, but, but it, it's worth know, it. It's it. worth it to push that shift button. Yeah. Because we're special. <laughs> we're special. We're special. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, today I'm taking over the airways. Heck yeah. Let's yeah, do this. Here we go. Okay. So I have a question. <gasps> Quiz. Over the question. No, it's not a quiz. Oh. What kind of a quiz? I it's mean, it's, okay. a, it's a, it's a, it's an open-ended question, as okay. we say in education. Okay. What do the Jetsons, Star Trek, and our society all have in common? Um, <laughs> we uh, speak English. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh-huh. I didn't list that, but you were technically correct. Oh, okay. Good. I yeah, passed. You passed. But it's not on your it's not on my score list. sheet. But what else do they have in common? What do you think about when you think of those um, two things in our society? Jetsons, well, Star Trek, and our society. I was going to say humans, but Jetsons are caricatures. They're, they're drawings, so it doesn't count. Yeah. But they're drawings of humans. So, yeah. Okay. Because that's still also not on my Images list. Images of humans. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm, I'm not going in the right you're direction. You're not going in the right direction. At all. Think technology. Oh. Give you a context uh, clue. I was going to say that tr- teleporter thing, but we haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> I wish we in had our that. Society. <laughs> um, spaceships. Uh, yes, we have yeah. those. Exactly. Am and I they getting have those. Closer? You're getting much closer. But Compute- think more. Think more. Computer. Yeah, keep going. Computers. Computers. Yes, computers. Are you serious? I'm not kidding. This is one of my answers. Computers. Okay. Um. um Oh, you want me to keep guessing? Keep going, because there's more. The cord for the computer. Okay. Okay. I'm going to stop you there. Let me, okay. just, let me just alleviate your acne. Okay. I'm just trying to get it all right. Microwaves. Uh, you okay. actually saw a microwave in, in, in Jetson. Yeah, in Star Trek. Remember, they would like go to the uh, computer and ask for the food. And it would come uh, out all hot. That's that, an early version of a microwave. Yeah, real early, okay. but supposedly in the future. Yeah, yeah. Jetsons had yeah. that InstaFood. Okay. Video okay. calls. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Blade Runner too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're gonna get to that. We're gonna we're gonna bring in. I'm gonna yeah. always bring in our favorite yeah. film. But uh, video calls. And in fact, what I used to love was uh, Mrs. Judson, which I can't think of. Her, Jane. Jane Judson. Oh. She would put that little that little uh, mask in front of her face mm. when she wanted it just to be her profile picture, which oh. we call that now. Wow. And so they didn't see her real face. Uh-huh. So she looked all made up and you know all dolled up. Wow. Yeah. She's. She's like way beyond our years. Yeah. Already understanding the psychology of Up technology. Yeah, 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 yeah. Escalators. Yeah. Okay. okay. Small automated appliances. Okay. Cell phones. Right. Computers. We've got that. Modern materials for clothing and utopian design. You, you call it, what is utopian in our society? Well, think of, okay, there's a new movie coming out. It's a remake of Dune. Uh-huh. Right? And think of all the clothing. Mm-hmm. And think of the clothing of original Dune. Okay, so it's utopian, mm-hmm. right? And think of uh, all of the, the outfits, the uniforms that um, Star Trek mm-hmm. had to wear. And then the Jetsons wore those similar looking uniforms. Technically, we do too because of Halloween. We're going to dress up like uh, yeah. Star Trek. So <laughs> technically, we have, uh, we have that. that stuff. Yeah. But we have the modern materials now. People are yes. using modern materials to make clothing. I mean, ever since they invented polyester, you can just go from there. Uh, yeah, right? I remember those days. Yeah. Handheld medical computer devices. Uh, medical? Did you say medical? Yeah, because remember in Star Trek when mm-hmm. the doctor, his mm-hmm. nickname was Bones, right? Mm-hmm. And they would he would scan people to see how they were 
doing. Okay. We have that too. We have handheld scanners okay. as well as we have, you know, MRI machines and mm. all those wonderful and sonogram machines. And I and, carry around an MRI machine, by the way. Well, you, do you? Yeah, I carry, yeah. It's pocket, pocket, pocket MRI. Size. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. And I know there's new EKG machines like that too, right? Similar? Sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, talk to type computers. Talk to type. Yeah. I we all that. know that yeah. is annoyingly uh, available. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to, I have to bring this up. Like okay. I'm scared about Google and Google Docs. Well, Anybody out there use Google Docs? Hold the horses yeah. because cause we're going to get to that. A little bit I'm later. I'm scared. They're like listening yeah. to everything I'm thinking. No, it's okay because we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Okay. Um, talking computers in general because I know that uh, it reminds me of, of Space Odyssey and Hal. And, yeah. And right, right? I saw a video of Elon Musk uh, repeatedly yeah. telling society, don't let the computers control us. Well, he he's, he's one to be speaking yeah, about that. He's creating all the AI. Okay. So that's a lot that they had in common. Mm -hmm. But the thing that I want to focus on today mm -hmm. that I also know that they had it in common, mm -hmm. but these are three topics that I find similar to these categories of Jetson, Star Trek, and Society mm -hmm. are flying cars, okay. robots, right. and machine translation. Right. Okay. Okay. So you kind of follow that connection. <laughs> I know. Yes. These are the things good. I think of I like, late I like at night. I like how you let into it. I like how you let into it. <laughs> These are the random thoughts I have when I'm lying uh -huh. in bed and cannot sleep in Madrid. Hmm, let's talk about flying cars, robots, and machine translation. Machine translation. They're all related. But I'm going to explain to you why they I'm, are truly related. I'm never disappointed. Okay. What okay. you're going to bring up. My question about those three things are, mm. will they ever work the way we want them to? And that is mm. the episode today. All right. Flying cars, robots, machine translation, and will they ever work the way we want them to? Have you seen a, a flying car break down in the Jetsons? Yes. Ah, so yeah, in go. the Jetsons. Do you remember it broke down and sometimes it would sputter out? Uh -huh. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. And of course, the ship was always falling apart. Uh -huh. in Star Trek. Talk about real life. God, Jetsons. Yeah. yeah. Really predicting the future. They were. Yeah. I mean, much better than the Flintstones. Yeah. Because, you know, that's enough, yeah. That's another possible future. Could be. <laughs> like that one saying after World War Three, it's just sticks and stones. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We go back. That, as a kid, when I heard that as a teenager, I was like, that blew my mind. I know. It's yeah. sad. That was Einstein that said that, I think. I'm... Think I, think right. I think you're right. I think you're right. Because he invented the, the the bomb, the hydrogen yeah. bomb. Yep, he did. And he was like, oh, if you use this, <laughs> I know <laughs> what, what I'm going to be making after this. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. The only thing we won't have, we won't have uh, the, the dinosaur dog in the oh, Flintstones. Yeah. Yeah. But there'll probably be some other weird creature that will evolve from the aftermath of all of the chemicals from the bombs. Yeah. So. I mean, when you mentioned those two shows, I, I realized I watch a lot more Flintstones than I did the Jetsons. Uh, see, I watch yeah. both equally. Did you? But, did you, you know, I, I always had this thing, though, about the Flintstones that Fred mm -hmm. Flintstone reminded me of my dad. Uh, yeah. My, okay. my, my biological father, uh, and especially his feet. And so I inherited my dad's white feet. Wow. So they were pretty wide. I call my feet Fred Flintstone feet. Okay. All ever since I was a kid. Wow. I've always called him that. So, yeah. All right. Uh, and he kind of looked like him, though. He had the heavy mm -hmm. beard and the dark hair. My dad looked kind of a combination of Fred Flintstone uh -huh. and uh, and the guy that starred in, in Mad Men. Uh, oh, but that name? character. John? I'm yeah, like, John Hamm. Ham. But his exact character mm -hmm. in Mad Men, my dad dressed a lot like that. And my, kind of that Rock Hudson era. Mm. So my dad comes from that. So he looked like that yeah. and Fred Flintstone together. <laughs> <laughs> you had a wild imagination, I think. I don't know, maybe. So <laughs> good. let's start with flying cars, okay? Okay. And this is what I thought was really interesting. I read uh, the, a chapter out of an Introduction to Book History mm -hmm. by David Finkelstein and Alistair McCleary. And they make mention of Isaac Asimov's trilogy now turned apple tv show foundation which is i cannot wait to see it's i think it's coming out today actually mm. we'll be watching it which depicts a futuristic mathematician that can use mathematical laws to predict the future of large populations mm. so 
cool premise. Okay. And also very utopian and also about the destruction of what's going to happen and what mm. it's going to incite. And so they're really worried about in the future, what's going to, you know, is mm. it going to all fall apart? Mm. So, and interestingly enough, they write in this book, an introduction to book history. Okay. Uh, that when Asimov wrote his book, no one knew mm. how popular Kindles and Apple iPads and other electronic reading devices like Nooks would be. Like he wrote this pre that, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Yeah. Again, this is, you know, writing about the future that yeah. soon happens. And and the reason why they're writing this about the introduction of book history is because mm-hmm. they're wondering, is the book going to survive technology? Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, and then these writers also reference the Scottish indie band from the 2000s named We Were Promised Just Jetpacks. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have we talked about um, being promised a jetpack? But you know they exist now. They do exist. Did you see the Navy? They're, yes. They're doing those test runs. Yes. And they look fantastic. Right. And the Jetsons uh, were where they got their name. We were promised jetpacks. There's a reference to oh, the Jetsons uh-huh. and shows like that uh-huh, uh-huh. because yeah. they wanted. We were all supposed yeah. to be flying around right now with jetpacks. There you go. It just shows how much we got to read more, get inspired by by things like yeah, that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and according to BBC News, June of 2021, a prototype flying car has completed 35 minute flights between international airports in Nitra and Bratislava, Slovakia. Wait, there was an actual flying car that went 35 minutes. Yes, in the air. Yes, and it landed safely. Yes, awesome. the hybrid car aircraft called the Air Car is mm-hmm. equipped with a BMW engine and runs on regular gas pump fuel. Mm-hmm. Or if you're in the UK or if you're over here, petrol. Okay. Um, it was invented by Professor Stefan, I think it's Stefan or, or Stefan, not depending, mm-hmm. Klein. Mm-hmm. And he said it can fly about 1,000 kilometers or 600 miles at a height of 2,500 meters or 8,200 8, feet. And it's been clocked up to 40 hours in the air so far, 40 hours per mile in the, in the air. Um, how, can I ask, how does it take off? Uh, you know, this is like the cool thing. Up There's a like... conversion time between car and aircraft mm-hmm. that's about two and a half minutes. So then it just jets up <laughs> oh. like a helicopter. Oh, interesting. Yeah. There's no video. There's got to be a video on it. Well, yeah, but I mean, this is a podcast. Yeah. I wanna, I'm going to look at it right now. <laughs> you can uh, go Give me find about it. 10 minutes. No, I'll be right back. No, 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 no. <laughs> so then I also found out uh, upon doing more research that there's a company called Aeromobile. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, it's amazing, they state on their website that their flying cars are, and I quote, arriving in early 2023, mm. the ultra high-end vehicle that is equally at home, on the road, or in the sky. This is their slogan. Make the dream of flying car your reality. Sounds like a very straightforward uh, slogan there. Yeah. Well, okay. So you mentioned Blade Runner. Yes. This led me to think about Blade Runner mm-hmm. and the other movie that I love so much, The Fifth Element. Okay. I didn't okay. love it that much, but oh, go ahead. Oh, no, see, but I did. That's okay. It was so campy. How could you not love it? We could we could, we could, uh, talk about it one episode Yeah, debate it. We can. We yeah. can. So, talk about which one's better. They, well, and they had flying cars, mm-hmm. and that was really common for them to travel that way in, in you mm-hmm. know, the way we travel in grounded cars. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to start calling it, grounded cars and flying cars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got one of those grounded cars, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll get in it. God, it's going to take forever. Well, okay. So I know for a fact when we were living in California in 2019 mm-hmm. and, you know, we just, we left for Madrid early 2020. When we were there, when we moved there in 2018, 20, 2018, 20, summer, anyway, we moved there for yeah. the last couple of years we were living there before we moved to Madrid. Yeah. And... We moved, oh yeah, we moved to Madrid in 2021. So, okay, wait a minute. I've got it all. Okay, so 2019, we moved to LA. Were we moved think, back to LA. Were you thinking of Lyon when you went to no, Lyon? No, no, no. So we, okay, so it doesn't really actually, that none of that really matters. What matters is the fact that when we were there in the mm-hmm. last couple of years, there was great talk mm-hmm. on the news channels mm-hmm. in LA about mm-hmm. how they were going to have hovering cars above the freeway mm-hmm. to basically help with the traffic. 
because if anybody knows Los Angeles, mm-hmm. they're known for having horrible traffic. Mm-hmm. In fact, the whole West Coast has terrible traffic. Mm-hmm. So they think that by having flying cars going above the freeway, mm-hmm. they can use that airspace mm-hmm. to fly to where they need to go and basically circumvent sitting in traffic. Mm-hmm. So it will be a matter literally of the have and the have nots at that moment, because mm-hmm. if you can afford this, I'm sure a million dollar air car, mm-hmm. you'll be able to fly over. I would say, I bet money that they're going to be no less expensive than 500,000 a car, air car. Well, I don't oh, know yet. I know all those people in those paid fast lanes are going to be jealous now. Huh? Right. <laughs> right. Or happy because yeah. then the people who really don't want to be on the ground can mm-hmm. be flying overhead. Yep. But then what if they crash? They'll crash on top of us. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's LA. The, yeah. To, to, so LA. it's going to be crazy. Crazy car crash, air crash. LA, that's, that's what I expect. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe yeah. I have a solution. Mm-hmm. Let them fly over the aqueduct. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> then if they crash, they go right down in the aqueduct and nobody cares. What I have a question is, what if there's two flying cars that get into a road rage? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then they like start chasing each other. <laughs> They're going to look yeah. like, uh, like you know, insects when they fly around uh-huh. chasing each other, buzzing yeah. around. I hope not. But then that also made me think about the race to Mars with Bezos, Branson, and Musk. All those guys, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah those guys, those guys, you know. Buddies. Few space billion, buddies. Billion dollar buddies. Yeah. Uh, those space dogs, <laughs> they're in, I'm calling space dogs, they are racing to go to Mars, right? Mm-hmm. They've just done the orbit of the world with mm-hmm. their very elite paid customers and they got to go up into space and come back down in these aircrafts that they're mm-hmm. making. They are literally the three of them reviving the space program in a private manner because the the government lacked the funds to do it. Thanks for all that extra CO2, guys. Okay. <laughs> so that is something you see, you're just oh, you must no. be reading my notes. No, I'm not. Okay. You know, so you no, know I'm just Making fun of rich people. No, but here it is. It was the next exact thing I was going to tell you. So I asked myself, because yeah. of the same thing, yeah. are flying cars a good thing? Or will it be a contu- uh, continuation of energy consumption mm-hmm. in the methods that we're, you know, we're looking at with through transportation? Because mm-hmm. you know the one air car runs on petrol okay. or gas. Yeah. And there's been much backlash about this. Sure. So what I found out was that um, currently the contribution of a standard aircraft to air pollution is not as bad as we think it is. Mm-hmm. On treehugger.com, they said airplanes are about 3% of total global, 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 total global, there's a tongue twister, mm-hmm. climate emissions, 3%. That sounds like a lot though. No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Of all air, all airplanes. And mm-hmm. you know, there's just hundreds and thousands of airplanes over mm-hmm. our head all the time, True. all day long. 3%. Mm-hmm. A single okay. flight produces three tons of carbon dioxide per passenger, though. So, but the amount goes up dramatically if the plane mm-hmm. is nearly mm-hmm. empty. Be- if the plane is full, okay, it beats a car in terms of its emissions. Wow, not weird. That's sort of like you know when you have a freezer and they tell you to fill up the freezer because if it's full, it uses up less energy. If it's empty, it needs more energy to make wow. it cold. You just blew my mind. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I I, didn't know that. I read something about that. Yeah. Well, you know, I just just read something about that. (laughs) So casually stated. You know, it's a Cliff Clavin thing. But, you know. (laughs) So if you want to save energy, stuff it with rocks. Oh, my gosh. You could, couldn't you? Yeah. That's pretty great. But anyway, I'm curious about this this thing here. You talked about if it's full, it's less energy. Right. right? So, So then, basically, remember I said at the beginning... We're going to, the question is, Mm -hmm. are these things going to work the way we want them to? Uh So I'm going to ask you your opinion, and I'm going to give you my opinion at the end of this. So I'm going to ask you, are you going to give flying cars the thumbs up or the thumbs down based on this information? (laughs) You are my opinion? Yes. That's what you're here for. Well, 10% of me, 10% 10 wants to see, yeah. Because it's it's much less than half of me. Ten percent of me wants me to see um, 
technology go far and see how our human minds can um, achieve great things. And, you know, being a former teacher uh-huh. in high school, uh-huh. um, I've had a lot of students fascinated with technology, fascinated with engineering. And so I support that. But, you know, the question is more ethical. The question is moral, you know. And so, but I still want it. You know, I still love to see technology improve. Um, and I think that eventually that if it's emitting, the emissions are bad, I think that um, competition and, and as well as cl- uh, climate change will will force us to improve and make better products, right? Yeah. But the... <laughs> Okay, whenever you use a conjunction, especially the one but, uh-huh. it just negates everything you've just yeah. said. <laughs> and it's only 10% of me. <laughs> but the other yeah. 90% says... I, I like to give credit to the 10%. It's a small voice. You know, I have I had a, a lot to say, though. I have a democratic mind, you know. Everybody <laughs> has a voice. 10% had a lot yeah. to say. Well, my 90% has a much shorter answer. <laughs> oh, gosh. Fuck that. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. Uh-huh. I am com- I I'm going to go 50/50 on this okay, one. Okay. The reason why is so I originally, okay, yeah. full confession, before speaking to you and listening to you, yeah. I was going to go 100% yes, I want a flying car. Okay, okay. But now listening to your rationale and I did I just thought about something. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like drones. <laughs> Yikes. Not yeah. because I don't find them purposeful. Mm-hmm. But you hit on something that is going right into our next uh, segment here about robots, which is the ethics of them. The ethics of flying cars, because drones could be right outside your window spying Mm -hmm. on your your privacy. And so what people value most in Mm -hmm. the world is privacy. And so if you have flying cars, Mm -hmm. you're even going to have less privacy Mm -hmm. because people are going to be over. You're going to feel like you're being constantly watched. I think it might actually turn up a lot of paranoia in people and- I have to tell you yeah. something. Um, I have no privacy where I live. <laughs> a little, <laughs> little, little uh, reality check for all these people that want to move to Madrid and yeah. most European buildings, apartment buildings. There's no privacy. No, there like, isn't. I literally hear everything that's happening in every apartment. Because you and plus the interior gardens, right? Yeah. You hear yeah. everybody go in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I hear, yeah. Hello, everybody. I hear everything. <laughs> Let me repeat that. I hear everything. If you're my neighbor, I hear everything. And I know you hear everything I do. That's why I don't do anything in my <laughs> I literally just sit on the couch. If I'm going to have fun with anybody, it's not in my apartment. So, so silent screw man. the drones. I already lost it. Bring them all. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I think, I think we're probably, we're going to give, we're going to give flying cars a, of a quasi, a, a tiny thumbs up, maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe mostly you, a thumbs down. Yeah, if you don't care about privacy. What, what I care about drones is, are you going to drop a pizza box on that that I ordered, or are you going to drop a bomb? That's exactly. <laughs> right. So we're going to ethics yes. now. Okay, yes. flying go. cars yes. can see that that can mm-hmm. be manipulated, right? Yeah. A flying car could be manipulated to use it for bombing, mm-hmm. for destructive purposes, yeah. not for the purposes it was intended for. Mm-hmm. So my next category about robots yes. is what my main focus on this is ethics. Okay. So I'm going to specifically talk about AI robots. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, good. So writers like Ray Bradbury and mm-hmm. H.G. Wells have written futuristic devices or about futuristic devices that have also come into fruition in ways that we didn't even imagine they would. Mm-hmm. And some of them are about AI robots. Okay. So now when I think about AI robots, mm. I always think about Terminator and RoboCop. Duh. Okay, for Thanks those for of you, dating those for dating us. Those of you old enough to remember those those shows, those movies, Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ooh, can I bring up a real '80s one that most people younger than us may not know? What? I know you're gonna know it. Uh, Max Headroom. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Remember that one? Yes, he that, was he was the first AI talking. Yeah. Hologram. Yeah. On MTV. But it was also the whole kind of like wasteland of Completely. the future, Completely. which blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Those people then listened and those mm-hmm. writers and they came up with yeah. Terminator and Robocop right. and okay. And there's many other movies where people are half robots and mm-hmm. 
a lot of movies. In fact, a lot of Bruce Willis movies. <laughs> and I can't think of any. Maybe producer Lauren can look it up. But I know there was one where he actually was just in their mind and he uh-huh. would stay at home inside this pod. Mm-hmm. Because if you went outside, it was actually you would die in real life. But if you wow. went outside, you had your robot go out what? looking just like you walking through your world. Movie or movie show? Movie. I don't I remember what it, it's called, but it was a fabulous concept, but it was terrible because you were yeah. a combination of Wally. Yeah. Like the people in Wally yeah. where you just motorized around, right. you never moved. Yeah. yeah. But then you were actually you had your your robot. Yeah, surrogates. Oh. Surrogates. Thank you, producer Lauren. Another crazy utopian type movie. So think about the ethics of this. Okay. Because I remember correctly the premise of both of those movies of both Robocop and oh sorry, sorry, sorry. I got ahead of myself. I forgot to mention the other one that I love very mm-hmm. much, Bicentennial Man with Robin Williams. Wow. I don't okay. think I saw that. So he is a labor bot. He's like a butler. Mm. He's a labor robot, but he's he, AI. This must be during his Mork and Mindy days? No, no, no. This was later. This was mm. much later. And producer Lauren's going to find a date for us and get back to us. But what I remember about the premise of this movie was basically to debate the ethics of having AI robots act as emotional support and labor or servitude robots. Can I get one? <laughs> <laughs> see, see, that's how I feel about the flight car. Like, <laughs> so I need emotional support. Okay, so, so 1999, thank you, producer Lauren. Hi, was producer Lauren. I'm just just so just so appreciative of Lauren. I know yeah. she's great. Sorry, go ahead. We need to get her on layer when she wants to, when in her own time. Yeah. She can. She okay. So she's posing a question to me, and her question is, it's it's a dated question. She says, and it is, she's curious about the airplane, and is the carbon emissions lower in the airplane because we have that many people in the airplane versus driving. I, and she's wondering if that's why they're saying that, that it's better that we have airplanes going with full passenger loads than being – no, there's, it's like the freezer thing, that it works more efficiently with more people in there. I don't know how that uh, works, but – I think I think we'll I get it to, too. Maybe we'll have to like make up our different Here, Maybe research. here's another example. Maybe like if you had a, um, a heavier ball and it rolls down the hill, what would roll faster, a heavier ball or a lighter ball? Oh, yeah. See, that's just pure, pure physics right there. I love right? it. That's great. That a, that's, that's, yeah, that, that, answers, that, that answers the question. Okay. It really does. Um, but that's great. No, I was it's just, always good. Yeah, I was just thinking like, you know, all the full flights and like I wish I had more leg room. Yeah. Now I have something good to think about. Right. Now you know why you're crammed into yeah. that economy seat. <laughs> you feel better. So like we're trying to save the world. So F you Cram all. Cram them in. Cram them in. So fuck all the first class passengers. <laughs> They're but, but I'm on their lap. <laughs> we're saving the world. Really They're go sitting in. on your lap. And shut up. <laughs> Otherwise, you're against the world. That's it. I'm going to go and You want us that. to die of climate change? I'm going to get banned Let from Let them flying. sit on your lap. I'm going to get banned. Banned from flying when I do that. Oh my gosh, that'd be great. So getting back to labor bots over here. Yes. Nick, next. Be careful. Kind of, be careful. You, you said uh, robots. <laughs> I just, that made me laugh. But, well, you know, well, just, yeah. we're, we're going to go down that aisle. It's coming. I loved it. Okay, that was cute. Wait, wait, it was wait. So no, but it's coming. Robot. Okay. In, okay, so there were problematic issues mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wondered, do we need... Now, you're already saying I want one. For yes. me, this was more of the ethical challenge. So if I lost a child, yes. right, yes. or a beloved pet, mm-hmm. I don't think I'd want them back in some form of humanoid robot <laughs> because <laughs> producer Lauren is saying yes she would uh-huh. I know because she would do that for the animal part but uh-huh. I don't think she would do that if it was me uh-huh. I don't think she would be like oh hi mom see you in the kitchen and yeah. like dead 20 years now uh-huh. she said she would only do it for dogs okay but mm-hmm. you gotta know producer Lauren mm-hmm. loves her dogs mm-hmm. her dogs are her children yes and so that's the same thing, though. I couldn't do that if I had a child. I, if I, my mom passes, my mom's going to pass. So here's my argument. Here's my argument. It seems yes. like it would hurt people more than mm-hmm. help because they'd never be able to grieve or accept the absence of the departed person that so they, they would they would lose the ability to grieve. They would lose the ability to grieve. And they would, and that is, I think, is a terrible thing for humanity because we must go through pain to understand joy. 
most people do, but let's let's take an example of a person. <laughs> You're trying to argue for a the plot. No, no. I'm just thinking, what if a person went through life completely happy and never had to grieve? With what disadvantage would they have? They would be completely ignorant of the world's reality. I'm sorry. I'm a true artist. I need to suffer to feel joy. Yeah. No. And also they have less empathy. They have less course. empathy and too. We love empathy. Yeah. But be a sociopath. Yeah. Everybody needs to suffer. Yeah. yeah. I agree. So, and here's the other thing. Mm -hmm. Artificial intelligence, if they can evolve to feel as humans and therefore potentially we've enslaved a whole new genre of creatures. Uh -huh. So that is my issue. And that's what Bicentennial Man was also kind of hitting on. Yeah. Blade Runner, yeah. the replicants, yes. they were slaves. They were yes. labor yep. slaves yes. and they were compassionate mm -hmm. uh, oh my God. and they were, make me they cry. were sex slaves. They were sex workers. Oh, Blade Runner. And you know, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm still obsessed with Blade Runner. Yeah. And, and it's sad because I'm all about the rights of those replicants in that movie. Every time I watch it, I'm about those replicant rights. That is such a interesting point you make because they're robots. Right. But how does that, if we shut down a robot, like if there was an off button. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously grotesque and violent to shoot a robot and <laughs> fake blood comes out. Right. I don't and know. If that, you're talking Westworld now. Well, no. Look at Blade Runner. Like they, yeah, they yeah, had yeah. Blade Runner. Him. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if blood came out, but it, you know, blood, blood. It was only killing out. them out in the street, like they were, you know, uh, you know, wild animals. Right, right. right. And that part is not acceptable right. in a society where we want to feel humanity is important. Okay, so hold that thought but, because because okay, go ahead. Okay, well, I just want to say, what if there was just an off button and you just turned it off? I mean, instead of killing it. Okay, but that's what the replicants were designed to die exactly four years. Yeah. They gave him four years and they would just turn off. In the oh last scene, he just turns off. You're such a, that's, you're so right. You're right? so right. Yeah. And why did Deckard have to kill them all? Because, because they didn't want to die. Because they didn't want to die. They didn't want to die. So, so now think about Rosie, the Jetsons maid. Yes. She was a robot. She was a labor robot. Yeah. Right. And she had those arms that would come yes. out and do like five billion uh -huh. things and clean her house and yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, she did a lot for the family. Well, I don't think we're too far away from making that happen in households. Let me tell you. Okay. 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 I personally own a robot vacuum cleaner I was mopper. Imagine that. Do, do, you, okay. do you feel like it's getting a personality? I, I lovingly named it Dingbot. Okay. 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 And because it gets stuck under cabinets and it gets tangled so in cords. Yeah, I know, a little so Dingbot. Cute. So I got to go rescue it. It's like, my, my cables are. are Crapped up uh -huh. or whatever it says. It says, "Come, come! Uh -huh. I am no longer moving." Uh -huh. And then it goes back to its charging. I'm recharge. I'm going back to the charging <laughs> plank thing. There's it's, personality in that. It's called personality, right? and you can choose its voice, male or female. And mm -hmm. I, you know, I think it'd be really cool if I could have a celebrity mm -hmm. dingbot voice. And mm -hmm. I, if I would like Jack Nicholson mm -hmm. going back, to, <laughs> I'm cleaning your fucking floor. <laughs> 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 Look what I'm doing here. I want some validation. I want some validation. Is this as good as it gets? Uh -huh. Wouldn't that be great? I would love Jack. And he'd be happy. He'd be like, Haha, I'm you, cleaning your floor now. You know, there's, I just saw this. I bet you already know this, but they just designed, uh, I, I bet you can get an update on your, your what's it called? The roomy, roomy, roomy? Uh, I, don't, I don't know what it's called. This one, I don't even know what it's pet, called. Your, I know, I don't, I don't know what, anyway, it's a, it's okay. a, let's just go with that. Well, that, that one, because yeah. I know it's the same company. Okay. They just designed that to avoid dog poop or any poop. Oh, and, so smart. But that would screw up the whole thing if it that just swept it and then yeah. it's mushy. Luckily, Sorry. my yeah. dogs don't do that in the house, but if they ever did, that would be a horrible situation. trying to clean it no. out of the gears. no. No, that would be, it would yeah. be disgusting. I don't like a pastry yeah. going across the floor, dragging around, <laughs> smushing crap uh -huh. all around your house. <laughs> 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 So disgusting. Uh, okay, so getting back. No, to, oh my God. To, to okay. okay, that was such a joke ready to happen, but you already <laughs> no. said it. Okay, but okay, but my little dingbot, yes. it gets basic cleaning done. It gets the job done. Do, do uh, you love it more than you first bought it? That's um, a question. Yeah, I think I've I've grown accustomed to it. I yeah. I, I have assigned it. Okay, mm -hmm. so okay, full confession. Yes, yes. I'm an only child. 
Yes. I have two stepbrothers, but I didn't have them until I was eight. Uh, I was 21. Mm-hmm. So I grew up an only kid. Mm-hmm. And I used to give small appliances and things in the house, mm-hmm. inanimate objects. I would assign personality to them. Oh. And so if they weren't working, mm-hmm. I would call them by a name and tell them, you're just doing that to bother me today, aren't you? Mm-hmm. And I have conversations mm-hmm. with the things because, you know, well, it's, I was highly imaginative. Yeah, Still that am. is a theme because it's came up, it's come up uh, a couple times. This this podcast, so it's awesome. <laughs> I don't know, it could no, be on the verge of mental I mean, illness, but you know. Well, well, but I just having raised three kids, and I, you know, my kids were imaginative too. But like when yeah. you see the imagination in that age, it's it's just wonderful. Well, it and it would really helped me not mm-hmm. feel lonely, and yeah. that's really what I yeah. learned to do. I learned yeah. how to self soothe, and that's mm-hmm. really the psychology behind it. But I found another brand Mm -hmm. on Verge.com that was founded in 2018 named Mira Robotics. Mm -hmm. And they have a a robot called Ugo, or it could be Ugo, it's Mm U-G-O. And that launched in 2019 for sale in 2020. Okay. And they said that they were going to carry out a variety of tasks with this robot, like household tasks, starting with emptying a washing machine and folding clothes. Mm -hmm. Now, Mm -hmm. I want one of those. Okay, I'm telling (laughs) you that right now. But- we're in 2022. So I was like, okay, well, what's Ugo doing now? How mm-hmm. successful was it? Mm-hmm. And you know what? I ended up learning something about it because it ended up serving a different purpose because mm-hmm. what happened to the world in 2020? COVID. Right. Yeah. So this was what was so cool. I learned mm-hmm. that they repurposed this bot in Japan to aid in the shortage of workforce due to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. <gasps> It's really cool. Okay. And it says, according to the economic times.indiatimes.com, they quoted the CEO and he stated, Mm -hmm. the coronavirus has created a need for robots because they can reduce direct contact between people. Ken Matsui, the CEO said, we have had inquiries from overseas, including Singapore and France. And the robot looks a lot like Rosie from the Jetsons. Wow. Rosie. Yeah. 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 I um, would dig mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I mean, mm, I don't know. I, now it sounds like everything is a big plan okay, to replace human but workers. Again, we're going to ethics now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go for it. Here's, I'm going for this one. Okay. This is the controversial part of oh, my podcast. I love controversy. Okay. But what happens when we think of Westworld? Mm-hmm. What about those robots? What if Rosie looked like Japanese sex robots. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. should we have these? And remember the film Her? With, yes. Okay. And Ex that. Machina? Yes. Okay. I right. like both. And that didn't turn out well mm-hmm. for any character. There's messages there. There's yeah, messages there, right? Time. Okay. So this is going to be explicit. So I'm, this is a, a warning for our listeners uh, for s- sexually explicit content. So turn on, turn it off if you don't want to hear this. In Japan in 2019, a sex robot brothel opened. I'm not surprised. And according to the UK Mirror, it was specifically set up to satisfy the demand of Japanese men wanting bisexual threesomes. And furthermore, they stated that boss Sergi Pareto, the owner, mm-hmm. wanted to offer customers a chance to carry out their wildest fantasies and launched the Lumi Dolls venue in the city of uh, Nagoya. Mm-hmm. The launch wasn't the first, and they previously opened in Russia, Italy, and Spain in 2017. The one in Japan offers three-hour sessions for about $327 or 36,000 yen, Mm -hmm. and a one-hour session for $118 or 13,000 yen. Forbes did a whole article on the Barcelona location, and they noted that this location was promoting itself as the first of its kind in Europe, and that Lumi Dolls offers four models of extremely realistic, large-breasted silicone dolls on the website. There's European Katie with blonde with big lips and piercing green eyes. There's Asian Lily. There's African Laiza. And then there's blue-haired Aki, which is modeled after Japanese anime. A one-hour session here is about 120 euros, uh, where you can actually buy a a doll for 5,500 euros. And according to the future of sex.net, there are over now 20 global locations of various establishments of sex doll or sex robot brothels. I'm sorry. I didn't pay attention. I was looking for a plane ticket to Barcelona. What did you <laughs> no, say? no, 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 I'm no. I'm kidding. I'm no. kidding. So these, <laughs> okay, this is the ethics. 
So here's the thing. Mm -hmm. So will these work the way the owners intend them to? Mm -hmm. Will they subside the need to cheat? subside loneliness, mm -hmm. reduce STDs, reduce sex workers, or even stop sex trafficking. Okay. So there's, there's a question. What do you think about that before I tell you what, what's out there? Well, I want to know, I have a question uh -huh. from your question. If you were married to someone right. who could have had an affair with a real person yes. or one of those, what would you be more? Uh, <laughs> I'd be offended either way. Offended. I'd be offended either way because first of all, I would be offended in the fact that they want to cheat. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's the first thing. Mm -hmm. The second thing is they're not living in a reality here. Again, mm -hmm. remember the, you got to suffer to mm -hmm. feel joy. Mm -hmm. That's what's going on here. This is not real. You're avoiding suffering. You're, you're, you're just, a, with you're just, else. yeah, you're, you're needing soothing yeah. of some kind. Yeah. You're avoiding some emotional damage. Cause you know, as we know, people cheat most of the time mm -hmm. because they are missing something within mm -hmm. their relationship and they don't know how to verbalize mm -hmm. it. So they think the answer is to go and try to find it with somebody else. And mm -hmm. as we know, in terms of monogamy, that's just not going to work or mm -hmm. relationships, even with open relationships, if you don't establish rules of what is okay and what is not mm -hmm. okay, it's just not, it's going to fall to hell. So NRToday.com states the pioneers of human android romance now have a name. They're called digisexuals. And academics and futuristics, Digi. yeah, they have suggested this constitutes an emergent sexual identity. Mm -hmm. So this could actually be added to the list of sexual identities in the future. And most importantly, this is what I thought was noted. Root, rooters, or I just said we say rooters, right? Do you say rooters? Um. You say the news? The news. The news, yeah. It's Reuters. Um, I no? never said. I only looked at it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Reuters. States that the arrival of sex robots has a very divided opinion. Inventors argue that they can potentially replace prostitutes, or that's what they wrote. We mm -hmm. call them sex workers. Reduce sex trafficking and help lonely people, while critics... I'm just telling you, this is where I'm on the bandwagon of... Say they objectify women, normalize sexism, and promote rape culture. And according to the ethicist and founder of the campaign against sex robots, mm -hmm. Kathleen Richardson, she states that she doesn't think sex robots will reduce sex trafficking, but it will just become another option on the menu mm -hmm. for an already distorted and dehumanized commercial market. And we should note that she's an academic at De Montfort University who has been studying robotics for more than a decade. Mm -hmm. And she goes on to say that there's something more insidious going on in sex trafficking mm -hmm. about how you control and dominate another human being and the pleasure you derive from rape. So ethically, mm -hmm. and my question about enslaving labor robots, mm -hmm. this is another form of slavery. Mm -hmm. And so my, I'm giving, even before you answer, mm -hmm. I'm giving the big giant double thumbs down to AI being used for any type of human form yeah. robotic mm -hmm. situation, whether it be for labor or for sex or, or, or putting any type of emotion connected mm -hmm. to a machine that could, you know, mm -hmm. be a, a substitute for a human in that area. I mean, I agree with all that, but there's more that makes me not want to support all this like 90% of me remember is <laughs> you just... flip now <laughs> your 10% is going the other way oh. your 10% was liberal before and your 90% wasn't no no my, wasn't it my 90% said no to yeah. all that right yeah. and I'm, I'm supporting that okay. because of what you said okay but I'm genuinely afraid of robots that can overtake me or overtake the world. Right. That's a real thing. Even in the even in the most intimate sense, like if there was a robot that could hug me. Right. It could be a some bad chip in the brain that just chokes me to death or right. strangles right. me. Right, exactly. It might not even be planned. Yeah. And uh producer Lauren had me watch the most hilarious hilarious animation short called Love, Death and Robots. And mm -hmm. it's exactly talking about that, about my Dingbot situation yeah. Yeah. where these little robots that are helping us with automated things in the household that they take over because they have a bad chip mm -hmm. and there's no way to deprogram it and mm -hmm. it comes after and it's just trying to kill the lady and her dog. <laughs> and it's, it's funnier than heck, uh -huh. but it's a real possibility. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I'm going to give a thumbs up to Ugo. Okay. For the laundry folding. Okay. <laughs> Only if it can just do that. Uh-huh. But this, there is a sheer 
terror in me of yeah. exactly what you stated. What if that thing goes AWOL and comes after me yeah. and sees that I have clothes on mm -hmm. and doesn't understand it's not supposed to fold that yeah. and it's got a glitch and starts ripping my clothes and trying to fold me yeah. or trying to manipulate me and fold me into the sh shape yeah. of a shirt because yeah. I have clothing on yeah. and basically kills me. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw a picture of a robot hand shaking a hand of a human and it freaked Ooh, me out. Yeah. I was like, what if hand. it just crushed it? Yeah. And it, there's no, I mean, the power that that right. hand can enforce on that right. could just crush every tiny bone. You know what I mean? I'm like, yep. I would not. But you watch Westworld. No, I've seen like two episodes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, so I love that. Because I I, I loved Westworld, the yeah. movies with Yul Brynner. Yeah. When I was a kid, yeah. uh -huh. loved those. They were totally campy. And mm -hmm. then Peter Fonda did Future World. Those were great, horrible 70s movies. Mm -hmm. They were like mm -hmm. great B films as far as I'm concerned. I loved yeah. them. I loved them. loved them. So when they made yeah. Westworld and yeah. they've gone into these directions right. that they're doing, I'm in, I'm full awesome. on board watching awesome. this. But awesome. I see the ethics dilemma. Yeah. And that is yeah. exactly what happens because they have in the Western section, mm -hmm. they have the brothel in there. And mm -hmm. those women start killing. Mm -hmm. And the same thing goes on with uh, they, they evolve. And yeah. that's the thing. They could evolve mm -hmm. because they're AI. Yeah. So my yeah. next question, though. Yes. Goes to machine translation. Why? Why, 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 what? Why does the going from the labor robots mm -hmm. to machine translation, why is there a connection? I'm going to tell you right now. You want to tell you um, no, Please tell me. Okay. Because this all goes to a deeper idea, idea called, uh, <laughs> deeper idea called deep learning in AI, mm -hmm. where they're trying to get machine translation tools to imitate the thinking patterns of specifically Ooh. the human brain. So you're saying whatever brain can do really good translations could aid an AI overtaking the world. Yes. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah. So, so with machine translation, let me start out with the basics. So MIT is trying to replicate the deep learning and they are trying to make it resemble the way that human brains learn when it's young. They call this replicating neurologically or neurological attributes, replicating neurological attributes. And deep learning enables machines to learn independently, just like the way human beings learn. And what's noted is that they know that just as the young human brain is absorbing information, all of their AI models must be trained to do the same if it's going to work. Mm -hmm. So that's the one saving grace. Yeah. That they still need to be trained by humans. Yeah. These, these learning, these deep learning machines. Right. right. In the translation industry, mm -hmm. there is much debate mm -hmm. for decades since from actually since the 50s mm. and early on when machine translation societies looked to form in the early 20th century and then the IBM machine mm -hmm. saying they're going to they're going to have all of this and you mm -hmm. know every every year we go to conferences okay when's it when is it coming when's it coming yeah. and it never is there okay but there were some chess playing computers that people are quite familiar with in 1996 mm -hmm. deep blue mm -hmm actually won against the reigning world champion, Gary Kasparov. And when you think about it, I'm not an expert, but I saw Queen's Gambit, so I know a little bit, and I play chess. But <laughs> the anticipation, an yes. the, there's anticipation, mm -hmm. there's there's um, a lot more thinking going on besides just what's my next move, obviously. Right. So that's interesting. I mean, that's old news. I heard about that. But uh, it makes you think more about where it's gone since then. Right, right. You know? And I know a lot of people know that Google offers free translation on their websites. Don't mm -hmm. ever use it. Uh, uh, I mean, don't use it. Don't use it. But uh, use it in, in, a, in a responsible manner. So previously they used what's called narrow AI. Mm -hmm. And so it was a different type of, and I'm not going to go into this. I, all of you people out there who are listening right now who know the technology behind translation and machine translation. I'm not going to go all techie on you on all of that. But Translate what I'm going to, yeah, Sorry, yeah, say that. yeah, yeah. I'm not going to go into that. But what I am going to go into is the fact that now where we're at now, mm -hmm. machine translation has evolved to a much higher level than it once did. It mm -hmm. can now replicate human translation mm -hmm. and, and in many languages. But as professional translators know that it's not sufficient. Yeah. Okay. And despite all of the AI technologies, you know, we still have a job, mm -hmm. right? And even with deep learning, the human brain is still better than AI. Thank God. I know. 
In an article addressing this topic in Slater.com, they report that a claim was made in a paper published in 2020 mm-hmm. about, I'm hoping I'm saying this right, Qubit, which is C-U-B-B-I-T-T, mm-hmm. which uh, a new transformer-based deep learning system. The authors included people from Google, of Google's Brain Berlin, mm-hmm. and Charles University in Prague. And they said that just achieving human-level translation now is outdated. Like, they, it can do that. Okay. So that's not the goal. Right. And the quest is to outperform human-level translation, period. Mm-hmm. They want to just outperform humans. And that Slater reports that the same paper concludes that the authors do concede mm-hmm. highly qualified human translators with an infinite amount of time and resources will likely produce better translation than any MT system. Heck yeah. Yeah. So, and to make the, a point, I've always argued that machine translation is going to miss human element called imagination, uh, right? So I go back to that every time. Yeah. We have endless ways to represent our imagination in the written form. And this is why I always have a job for translating. Mm-hmm. And machine translation, you know, can be great for very simple, non-professional uses, a simple idea, a couple of sentences here and there, a concept, but it gets worse when there are things like homophones to text to type applications, all of these things. Like if you say the word red mm-hmm. and you're using a text yeah. to type for, with machine translation, mm-hmm. how do they know which red if they can't figure out context? And a lot hmm. of AI cannot figure really? out context. I would think they would with, the, think with they the other would. words around it. With with context. Mm-hmm. But if you're writing it out, mm-hmm. it's going to have a lot easier time. But if you have people with accents and yeah. another thing you can't figure out is intonation. Well, Yes, and and insinuation and innuendos, like innuendos, and colloquialisms, mm-hmm. slang, which all that you know um, support you know supports me um, in what I believe is like we want humans to work right, and something really big about that is like we can become all automated, mm-hmm. but we'll be depressed because we have nothing. To what craft are we going to do? You right. know, we live to work, and that sounds bad, but we really do. Like we, most of us want to have a profession. Most of us want to be good at something. I have a purpose to, in life to produce and for other the world for the society. That's a purpose, and to take it away, you know. Um, well, I like yeah. what producer Lauren always tells me about dogs that they were bred to have a job, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so even we've domesticated them, yeah. right? Yeah. But they need to have something to do. To do. Uh-huh. And we were That's having not. a conversation about this the other day about how because of COVID, everyone's been at home mm-hmm. and that the dogs are bored mm-hmm. because the owner doesn't leave anymore. The routine has changed. The owner's here mm-hmm. in the house. So for us, even getting up and moving from one room to the next mm-hmm. gets the dog happy because it's something new. There's a job. Oh, what are we going to do? You know, so I think that that's mm-hmm. something that's that's changing. Yeah. But uh but I completely agree with you because even in Westworld, they were having some episodes about how the robots seemed depressed. Yeah. And then when they got out of their regular function and they yeah. were able to do these other things, yeah. they had this same in, uh, incitement mm-hmm. of emotion and human emotion of great, something new, something mm. new to learn. Mm. I, I do think machine translation has its place, uh-huh. and but it would have to be trained like every second of the day mm-hmm. to ever even be trained to the capacity where people would want it to be used in the way they'd want it to be used. I know most people who are using machine translation Mm -hmm. give their clients an option Mm -hmm. of using it as raw Mm -hmm. machine translation Mm -hmm. or to be used as machine translation post-edited by humans. Mm -hmm. What we have found in in our particular situation is that most of the time machine translation comes out like crap unless it's in a fully well-trained deep learning system. Okay. I believe that is starting to appear. And I do believe mm-hmm. that it's going to change the tools we use in mm-hmm. the future for translating. Right. But I don't believe it'll ever, I don't, I don't think it's possible to ever, ever completely mm-hmm. replace human translators. Somebody yeah. must train them. Somebody has to teach the, the, the student. Yeah. And, and yeah. the machine translation is only a student mm-hmm. of the human brain. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just going to make it that simple. Yeah. So, Here's my, so when we put all this together, mm-hmm. so I'm giving the big thumbs down to machine translation in terms yeah. of deep systems, trying to grab try to, the human try brain. Trying to overcome what, you know, humans can do better. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't think so. So here's, here's my conclusion to all three of our topics. Okay. So when I see a human in the future, mm-hmm. if I can see a human 
acting like C-3PO uh-huh. from Star Wars, yeah. but in human form. Okay. And then immediately interpreting languages. Okay. Then jumping in their flying car. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Then we might have something, right? But until then, yeah. I'm happy to use my little dingbot. Okay. And to help me do my, you know, work and maybe some machine translation to help me do some of, you know, speed up the process of translating mm-hmm. in the appropriate situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I can have a flying car that's not going to be a threat to the rest of humanity, mm-hmm. then, then I'm okay with that. But other than that, I'm going to yeah. stay in my grounded car yeah. for right now. Yeah. Or actually, I'm a big proponent of public transportation people. I'm a walker. I I'm a walker. Walking. I'm yeah. a metro person. Mm-hmm. In fact, metro that's walk. love in Spain for that reason. That's why I'm here. And the big trains. reason why I'm here. The trains, yeah. people take the trains. Mm-hmm. I'm all on that bandwagon of trains. Yeah, all of you out there, if you want efficiency, Madrid's got it. It's very efficient. So oh, yeah. Incredibly efficient. Yeah, well, most of the big cities of Europe have, yeah. have wonderful metro systems and mm-hmm. trains and mm-hmm. local trains as well as the regional and mm-hmm. the national trains. And then the air, you know, the, the flights are, now that we know that we don't have to feel guilty about taking those little mm-hmm. hopper flights because they're always packed. Yeah. Well, Spain is probably one of the best countries in the world with public transportation. Yeah. And I found out why. Oh, do you tell. Big corporate lobby. Uh, oh, well, that'll <laughs> do, think, do it. Oh, maybe the government really cares about the earth. No, it's all contracts. Okay. It's well, contract. hey, but you know, so is this. Mm-hmm. All of this is, everything I've been talking about is is commercial, free, free mm-hmm. enterprise. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I, I, and I, so like I go back to the premise of all of this again. If we have these things, does, does, do you think it's, a, it, I don't think, I think I've answered my own question. I don't believe that these things are ever going to work the way we want them to. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, maybe, you know, I saw the jetpack and the Navy, the Navy guy. And I thought, wow, that looks pretty, like, it looks like a real jetpack, not like one of those cheesy ones from 10 years ago. Yeah. And, you know, for, for my 10% wants to see it. <laughs> you know? I'm not saying I don't want to see it. Yeah. What I'm saying is that, I'm not talking about will they actually work. Uh-huh. I'm talking about will they work the way we are intending them to work. I think they're going to be, because we're greedy little humans, mm-hmm. I think they're going to be manipulated yeah. and exploited. That's what's going to happen to those wonderful little pure ideas. Mm-hmm. They're going to be exploited. People are going to abuse them. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, knock it off and and stop making the human robot look in creepy things. I have a confession. Yeah. I verbally abuse Siri. <laughs> See? Okay. That's my point. You just made, you just made my whole podcast. Thank you. There you go. Yeah. I mean, she's right there. So, you know, just like, and you, and you're calling it a her. <laughs> Siri. Well, it's a, yeah, I, I, it has a male voice, but I don't okay. use it. Yeah. Well, you should, Maybe call it a boy or, or you could, it could be Siri. Actually, uh, I think you, I don't even know what I'm to say it's non-binary uh, because, because Siri is, it's got a, a male, female sounding voice. Yeah. And so, but we don't yeah. know. Uh-huh. So it's a, it's a gender yeah. identity we're assigning uh-huh. to it where well, Siri doesn't even have a choice. It's, it's not so much verbal abuse. It's more like really personal questions. <laughs> okay. You're never going to Barcelona again. <laughs> never. But she always says the same answer. <laughs> oh, no. Let me look that up for you in Google. <laughs> and there it goes back to your machine translation. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, listen, people. I hope you've enjoyed this very uh, bizarre little technology one that I uh, had just my 3 a.m. notion of why do these things matter? <laughs> Will they ever work? It was great. Oh, I hope so. Great. Well, this is Translate This with Melissa and Richard. And yeah. uh, we are going to sign off now. And before I do sign off and before Richard signs off, we have to remind you how to find us. You can find us at our webpage at translatethis-podcast.com or Facebook at translate.this.podcast or Twitter at translate this underscore P or at Instagram at translate this underscore podcast. And we thank always our our sponsor, Barbier International, for keeping us on the air and allowing us the opportunity Thank to you, make, these, yeah, make these crazy, crazy podcasts. We might not have an opportunity soon. They might start listening to us and then shut that down. 
shut that shit down. Oh, no. I said the F word. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've said a lot of things. Yeah. We're going to be in trouble. Anyway, until next time, thank you for listening and tuning in to episode seven of Translate, Translate This. this.